Welcome to the Purposeful Caregiver Podcast. I'm Dr. Emily Riley, an occupational therapist. And I'm Dr. Devin Turnbull, a physical therapist. And we are the owners of Purposefully Home. We provide in-home care to older adults who want to age safely in place, including supporting their caregivers with education and training. We started this podcast when we realized how often families struggle when caring for a loved one and lacked the proper resources to keep them thriving at home. Our goal is to provide you with information that will support and guide you through your current caregiving situation. We'll talk about everything from the limitations of our current healthcare system to safely designing your home for dementia. You'll hear from a variety of expert caregivers and professionals alike about the challenges and joys of caregiving and how they conquered burnout while maintaining a balanced life. We hope that by listening to this podcast, you transform from an overwhelmed, burned out family caregiver into a confident and empowered one. Our mission is to help as many seniors age in place as possible, and we are so happy you are here on the journey with us. Thank you for tuning into another episode of the Purposeful Caregiver Podcast. My name is Dr. Emily Riley, and I'm an occupational therapist. And I'm Dr. Devin Turnbull, and I am a physical therapist. And in this episode, we are going to tell you, our listeners, a little bit more about our why. So why we created Purposefully Home, why we have the business model that we do, And hopefully it will give you a little bit more insight into us. And it's very exciting because we created Purposefully Home because we understand the challenges that people face when an unexpected illness or injury arises, which can happen often. And as healthcare professionals, we love our jobs, but we were very often frustrated by the gaps and limitations that are present in our healthcare system. And I think a lot of people can attest to that. Mm -hmm. We know our patients have also been frustrated trying to navigate the complex system. And obviously there are many, many benefits to having health insurance, but even the one way- (laughs) Not (laughs) promoting- Canceling your health insurance. Keep your health insurance. (laughs) But even the one that we deal with the most, which is Medicare, can just be incredibly, incredibly confusing from the enrollment process all the way through because there's so many different plans to choose from. And I feel like unless you are working with an enrollment advisor, it's really hard to understand going through that process. It's hard to know what services will and will not be covered. Sometimes people think they've signed up for a different plan than what we have when we talk to them. So we kind of have to go through the process of verifying what insurance plan they have and verifying their benefits for them. And for anyone out there who's wondering, there is a difference between Medicare and Medicare Advantage plans. Yes, a big difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for us, we we not only help our clients verify their insurance and benefits, which we're happy to do, but we also deal with the other side as therapists, which is how much insurance companies reimburse us for our services. And that varies depending on the plan as well. Yeah. And I think that is something that they should really start teaching us like, you know, in grade school is about insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And how to do your taxes. Yeah, because, you know, people plan for their future. They plan for building a life, generally looking for, 
you know, some sort of wealth, whatever that means to you, and happiness. And it can often feel as though people don't always recognize the importance of planning for some of the less exciting events that will inevitably arise over the course of one's lifetime. And so the healthcare system is confusing and insurance tends to dictate the type of care a person qualifies for, but that's kind of a reactive statement. So mm-hmm. generally we don't read the fine print when we're at work and we're choosing our benefits. We're looking at what can we afford week to week, paycheck to paycheck, month to month, and maybe what are the copays that appear to be reasonable and maybe looking at our own kind of health. So if we're in pretty good health, we're like, ah, oh, maybe I don't mind having a higher deductible or some of those things. But could we really rattle off some of those details of if I go to the hospital, what does that cost? Or how much is an ambulance ride if I need it in an emergency? (laughs) Or, okay, now I've had a hospitalization. And a lot of things that we hear our clients say is, well, especially when I was working in the skilled nursing is, well, I get 100 days. So you can't discharge me because I have 100 days. (laughs) Yeah. And that's not true. (laughs) Yes, Medicare will cover up to 100 days of a stay. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of logistics and loopholes that have to be addressed. And not even that they're loopholes, but it's that fine print we don't think about. There has to be a medical need. There has to be a justification that you require the services of the the professionals that are are there. Mm -hmm. And... People then feel that fear because they're like, well, I can't walk. I'm not back to the way I was before this happened. I'm not safe to go home. I don't have anybody to take care of me. My home isn't accessible. And those are all reactive statements because before those things happen, we had a choice. We had a choice to review our insurance benefits and really understand what that means. Do we make the time to do it? No. (laughs) Yeah, that's a really good point. (laughs) And so unfortunately, after there's been a fall or an illness, then maybe we're not in a... We don't have the capacity to, to review that and understand that. And now we're, in a sense, suffering the consequences of our decisions. And that maybe means you're not staying at the best rehabilitation place. Maybe that means you're limited on options for seeing a specialist. And maybe that means your out-of-pocket cost is going to be a lot higher than you feel you want to pay. And certainly that just goes back to the types of, of lifestyle choices that we make. And I mean, we all do it. So it's not a judgment. It's just kind of that reality that we don't always appreciate as a choice because we like to think that it's somebody else's fault. So this is just kind of my little pedestal of opportunity to say, (laughs) review. I know probably by the time this episode airs, maybe open enrollment may be over. It's kind of cutting into the end of the year. So, but when open enrollment and when that opportunity arises to make changes to your insurance plans, maybe stop to consider that. What is the quality of life that you want? And you don't have to just be an older adult or a mature adult for that to happen. 
Um, you know, we could all, if you're looking at life insurance or, you know, considering where you want to retire, considering where you want to, you know, build your family, those types of things, you think about your house and you're like, Oh, I'm going to have three kids, which means I need to have five bedrooms because we need an office or a guest room or whatever. So you plan for the size of your house based on the size of your family. So you want to think about your insurance the same way. You want to plan for your insurance for the type of life that you want to have. Do you want to live at home forever? Or do you want to go to a skilled nursing facility or an assisted living? It costs a lot of money. So those are the types of plans that you want to think. So that is my last little hoorah about that. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a good point. And I'm sure everyone listening will heed your warning so that they're not shocked by the the sticker (laughs) shock of the ambulance ride. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So when we initially both started our separate private practices, we didn't accept any insurance plans so that we could kind of avoid this hassle altogether. But I think I speak for both of us when I say we kind of came to the conclusion that in order to really serve the population who we treat the most, which are adults over the age of 65, we needed to accept Medicare because that's what most people have for their health insurance. And Medicare, you know, from a patient perspective covers a lot and it's fairly easy to deal with from our end as well, right? (laughs) Yeah. You know, people make it sound like it's so daunting and it's so terrible. So from a Mm -hmm. consumer end, people feel like, oh, I can't have Medicare. So let me choose an advantage plan. Let me choose this alternative because for some reason, Medicare has this really bad rap. And then from a clinician standpoint, there's kind of similar fears and reservations related to, oh, it's really hard to understand. You can't provide the care that you want. You won't get reimbursed. And really, that's not true. (laughs) It's kind of that fear-mongering in a sense. And if you take the time to learn a little bit and kind of explore that, then then you find that as a clinician, we're able to provide the care we want. And as a consumer, you can receive the care you want. And we use Medicare as an example, but certainly this is with any with any of your insurance benefits. But Medicare is just kind of the our experience. Right. And then it kind of it does complement well when we do operate on a private pay basis as well, because it enables us to kind of supplement with somebody's insurance if we need to. And it enables us to really spend as much as as much time as we need to with our clients working. Yeah. And I go back to the corporate healthcare setting and, you know, I used to only get 15 minutes to work with somebody because I needed to see so many people in an hour. And that kind of care just doesn't jive well with me. Yeah. I think that's a good point is, you know, if you've not experienced it or sometimes if you're the end user, you don't always understand maybe what some of this language is about insurance dictating care. But if you go and seek a therapist and you think that you're going to get an hour of rehabilitation care and you only get 15 minutes and then the rest is shared or the rest is from a technician, then Mm -hmm. you may feel like, why am I paying all this money? And then that's kind of the same thing as when we're working with clients in the homes, insurance will cover things that are considered medically necessary. 
And so that's where we're able to leverage providing care that is insurance covered. So people that maybe have suffered a fall and they want to get stronger and minimize their risk of falling again. Maybe they have a new diagnosis of an illness or condition. And so we're able to work with Medicare um, insurance to provide that medically necessary service. But there is a component um, to make our interventions effective that isn't considered medically necessary. And so we are able to supplement that and provide that additional care and support and training that is really necessary to have those outcomes and the results that people are looking for, especially with that caregiver component. We were going into homes and doing home assessments and finding people had pressure sores. People were sleeping in wheelchairs, showering in their wheelchairs, which yes, I sound shocked. And maybe there's some of you listening out there that are like, oh yeah, we do that. But to come across that and just have those people feel like they had no resources. And so to be able to provide that additional education could really make a big impact that if we were using insurance, it wouldn't be the case. So finally, Devin, why don't you tell us about our final reason or one of the final reasons we created Purposefully Home? Yeah. So we, by being in people's homes, we witnessed the fact that most older adults kind of just accept struggling with mobility and managing their daily routines is just a normal part of aging. And while there are a lot of normal parts of aging that might not be fun and that we all have to go through, there are things that people accept that just, they're just not true. For example, falls are not a normal part of aging. As Emily said before, it's probably kind of an epidemic that's going on that happens all too often, but it's not considered a normal part of aging. Being in constant pain is not a normal part of aging. Dementia is not a normal part of aging. And finally, just resigning yourself to a sedentary or lonely life as you get older is just not necessary. And so we created Purposefully Home with the purpose to change that narrative and impact the lives of as many people as we can. Yeah, that um, <laughs> makes me think of our little slogan. Well, we kind of have two, but we have that live your life with purpose. And I think that is just like a great testament of what we aim to do. But mm -hmm. also kind of our mission is we work with you when others are telling you that you can't or you shouldn't, we work with you to show you how you can. And I just, I love that. I think it just says so much because how many times do you tell your care recipient or your spouse, your loved one, like, don't get up. No, the doctor said you can't. Oh no, I don't yeah. want you to fall. Oh no, stop that. <laughs> and well, yeah. we, we really kind of promote that loss of autonomy because we're trying to protect that person. And so, so I think our team does a really great job of kind of shifting that. And it's really fun to see the families kind of recognize some of that after working with us for a little bit. You can kind of see that little glisten in their eye. So, <laughs> And that is, uh, you know, with these episodes, we're 
giving you a little bit of our backstory, but we are, and we plan to have guests on this podcast that our caregivers are in the healthcare industry and they're going to come on and give their experience and testimony around the field of caregiving. And you will hear firsthand from them strategies that they've found that have been helpful or not helpful. And so we are really looking forward to having a lot of different guests on our show to give different perspectives. But that was a little bit about our why, why we created Purposefully Home. We are just so excited about the services that we can offer people. And we hope you tune back in for the next episode. We're going to talk about something that we are each learning, doing, and teaching. So that should be a fun one. Absolutely, because we're always doing that. So we are. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you. And we will chat with you next time. Thank you for tuning into the Purposeful Caregiver Podcast. We know you have a limited amount of time as a family caregiver and appreciate you choosing to spend it with us. We would love to have you join our community, the Purposeful Caregiver Facebook group. Be sure to also sign up for our email list at purposefullyhome.com so you never miss an episode and have access to get to know us a little bit better. Lastly, stay tuned as we will be announcing the launch of our virtual caregiver workshops where you will transform from an overwhelmed and burned out caregiver into a confident, empowered one. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. See you on the next episode of The Purposeful Caregiver.